What are we? What are we doing? Dude, I don't know. Do you need a hug? All right, let's do it. So I was doing some research. It's like therapy for us. You're just easing into not having much time on your hands. And I'm stoked for the journey. What's up, everybody? My name is Brian Boyd, and I am the Zach Gitler, and we are two dads on a that mic thingy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That was good, dude. By the way, did you know, um, before we get into the episode, uh, that New York City is naming a street after Wu-Tang? No, a, a street or an area? Street. I just saw that, too. Cheers to Wu-Tang, man. Cheers to Wu-Tang. I have all Wu-Tang albums on record, on vinyl. Those did not leave my collection. That's an amazing Favorite thing. Wu-Tang member. Go. One person. Who do you pick? Red Man. Red Man's not in Wu-Tang. You just lost points. Oh! Dude, I don't even I think did. we should publish this. You got stabbed. Oh. But yeah, it's a decent guess because Meth- Method Man and Red Man came out with the, the Blackout, which the Rockweiler That's may be one of the best pump-up songs I would have said Method Man. My bad. <laughs> you had the man right. Uh, my bad. Red Man's pretty dope, though. I all, love Red Man. I got all Red Man's albums, too. Red Man's the man. Yeah, man. he's the man. Method's the man. <laughs> I, 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 I couldn't pick just one. I can't. They're all... Uh, I could pick the worst, but I couldn't pick the best. Who's the worst? <sighs> I don't know. Um, you God was on my... Not the worst, just the low... You know, the ones I weren't, like, vibing with. I mean, with. I would say... Okay, if I if I go for best, right? I'm going to say, like, the guy I think that was... Uh, You're going to say Old Dirty. Of course, ODB. But he has his own category. Okay, so we need to say this for another episode of just music that we want our kids to listen to. Because, I mean, ODB was... I think ODB, I don't think he put Wu-Tang on the map, but what I think he did is he, uh, he was, man, that dude was out there. Maybe we should just segue this into music and kids and what do we want our kids to listen to? Ghostface Killer. Yeah. Jizza was one of my favorites. That's a, that's a great. Did you ever see their cribs? No. It was awesome. Do you know that Jizza and, uh, uh, Ghostface Killer have a podcast TV show and they're sponsored by White Castle. Shut up. Yeah, I haven't listened to it yet, but I love White Castle. Any any uh, Midwestern East Coast, dude, I would. But we don't have them out here West Coast. And honestly, they are. If you didn't grow up on them, you can't just like, hey, I'm going to start eating White Castle. You have to eat them at a younger age to still like them. Yeah, because when I moved to Chicago and I had my first White Castle, oh, it wasn't my thing. Going back to our last episode of traditions, you know what one of my traditions were? Every year, my grandma would take. And all of us kids when it's on our birthday, anywhere we wanted to go to eat. And then after we got to go to um, a uh, circus circus, like a Chuck E. Cheese, but she knew the owner. So we got free every, we got tokens upon tokens. But my place to go eat was uh, White Castle. Mm. Chuck yeah. E. Cheese. Yeah. That's a so, tradition. It was that actually called Circus Circus. Mac. Yeah. It's, oh, yeah, dude, uh, we've already, Ari's gone to Chuck E. Cheese 50 times already. I don't think I'm going to go there. Oh, it's horrible. It's horrible. I don't ever. I went there with her. I'm like, this is nothing like I remember. It's just stupid. Yeah, it's stupid. Sorry, yeah. Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. Anyway, what are we talking about here today? Well, let's. I'm gonna do a little housekeeping. All right, do that. I'll do a little housekeeping. Sweep so, uh, you guys, if you if this is the first time listening, thank you for listening. If this is your uh, millionth time listening, which I'm sure it is for most of you, thank you for being our millionth listeners. And uh, we are uh, two dads on a mic, and you can find us on all podcast platforms. That would be. Google Play, iTunes, Anchor, Spotify, you name it, we're there. 
Also, you can find us on our social media accounts, Two Dads on a Mic. That's the number two dads on a mic. That's Twitter. That's Instagram. That's Facebook. And you know what we're looking for uh, in, in regards to this is not only you to follow us, like us, but more importantly, share us. Share the content. Uh, get people to listen to us. Uh, one thing that we're focusing on this year is uh, new topics, uh, new new areas of improvement, but also we want to get people on the show like we had in an earlier episode with our good friend Steve. Uh, we appreciated him being on and, and look forward to more guests on the show as well. We, we really appreciate that dynamic and those stories as well. But today, today, da- Zach, what are we talking about today? I almost forgot what we're talking about. Oh, come we on, are talking bro. about parenting your parent. This is a big one. This is a big one. This goes, is a big one. This is go different avenues. And we both have different views and ways of, of talking about this one. Well, and I will say, I consider you uh, what we would call in the corporate world an SME, subject matter expert. Or because just, you have officially, with gra- your mother. I graduated. Accompli- Dude, you didn't just graduate. Like you, you, you've mastered it. Brian's bowing on the ground. I am because I am in this fight right now. I am in this fight. It is not fun. It's not easy. It's not uh, detrimental, but it is going to become that if it doesn't get figured out soon. I have a coworker who's going through this shit right now and I can see the stress that it's putting on her and her family and they all live locally. Yeah. Right. So they, they live here locally, whereas mine I'm like 500 miles away from my dad. Yeah, I mean, and what Brian is is saying, my mom lives with us in our house right now, but I have been uh, trying for eight years to get my mom to move out to California because she lived where she lives with oh Minnesota and I've gotten my little sister and my little brother out here moved over the last 15 years and I just going back to previous episodes of how every big decision you want to make you know look five ten years forward and I just knew the benefits if I were to get my mom out here where more of her kids are a different uh, climate uh, once she's done working. Um, there's just so many benefits, and it finally happened uh, over a year ago. And it's, you know, it's going to, I do feel that with our parents as they get older, it's going to extend her life 15 years, uh, 10, 15 years for sure, just by living with us. So I want to I wanna touch on that because at the end of the day, this is what I think is exactly the point we need to get across. How has it positively affected your relationship with your mom and your mom's relationship with herself? I don't know. I don't know. I I don't. I do know. Um, How has it affected her? Re ask the question. Okay. So, how has her moving out here? Mm -hmm. Okay. So, let me preface it with this this is the one thing I hear from my dad all the time. Dad, I don't want to. I wash want my you robe. to move out here. I need. I want you to be closer to Molly and me, or I want you to move closer to my sister. Right here. Here's the thing. I want you to do it because it's just. It's going to make life easier and better for all of us. And then you know what his response is, and I think a lot of people get this same response. I don't want to be a burden to oh you. Oh my god. And burden. for me. That's the fucking burden. Mm -hmm. The burden is them living so far away or not wanting to be close so that the reality is when you get older, you become like an infant. You become like a child. It's like Benjamin Button reversed, right? So like right now I'm taking care of Mac who I have to change her diaper. 
I have to go to her when she needs food. I have to feed her. Well, guess what? If you live long enough, that's what I'm going to have to fucking do to you. Yeah. I'm going to have to change your diaper. I'm going to have to feed you. You know, I feel like they need to have something in play uh, for like, you know, how they have a retirement account, like your Roth. They need to have another one, you know, just set up to that would factor into more of like a retirement community. You could, you know, you could invest in a retirement community. And if you choose to um, live in that in 15, 20 years, you get you know, 50% up because you've been, you know, they need to do something differently rather than just like, Hey, do your parents have a a retirement or just a social security? Because now is the time. If you have 30 years left with your parents, 20 years, you got to have that discussion. It's very easy not to. And it's even tough for me sometimes. I haven't really have it with my mom, except I've gotten her out here, but still. And, but I think, I think the beautiful thing about it is you got your mom out here at a point in her life where she still functions for sure. Right. So, okay. My, my mother passed away. Um, two years ago in October. Um, and here's the reality. Her and my father lived together. My father is sem- partly, I mean, he's cl- uh, he's handicapped, but he can still function. He can walk. Can he still pull the um, lever on the slot machine? Oh, dude. That will never go away. Absolutely, bro. Never go away. You only need the function of one body limb to do that. <laughs> And since they got the electronic cards now, you don't have to feed the machine. So right. I mean, he, well, he, he gained another year. But now you don't even have to hit a lever. God, what's fun about that? So um, anyway, uh, so they lived together. Uh, my mom, uh, she developed emphysema, and then my mom was one of those people that never ate. Like she just didn't like to eat. It just wasn't one of her things. Like I'm kind of the same way. I don't. I could eat one meal a day. Yeah, totally you, got, you guys have that bird bird structure too. Right. Yours. Right. <laughs> So, um, the problem was, is as she digressed with her emphysema, um, she got to the point where she was immobile, completely immobile. At what age? Uh, she was 70, man, like 70, Mm -hmm. right? Give or take. She was 70. So, um, then what happened was, is my dad couldn't take care of her because she was fully immobile. So then what they had to do is they had to hire people to come into the house to take care of her. Do you remember what that cost at all? $10,000 a month. Wow. $10,000 a month because number one, it was 24 hour care. Mm -hmm. Number two, they lived in the middle of nowhere, Mm -hmm. right? So So you've got to think about what's going on there. Well, you're paying someone's salary. So you talk about like people moving into like a retirement home or something like that. Like, no, no, no. This is completely different. 10 G's a month? A month. Dude, that's a... So whoever did it must... That's a lot of money. Yeah. Does that cover like uh, everything they needed to buy for them too? No? Nope. That was for care. That's that $120,000 for... a year if you are live-in, take-care-of person person. Yeah. What? Yeah. That's a lot of money. That included that included um, them being able to uh, provide a few other services or a nurse to come in, a physical therapist to come in. Okay. Uh, just a okay. few other things, not very often. Like how'd they pay for it? My dad paid for it, and he had the money. Mm-hmm. Jeez. So think if you don't though. That's what I mean. So when you when you start thinking about things like that, and you know, if you're listening to this episode and you have a family member in your life that is they're going through something similar, and you're trying to get the point across to them that it's not a burden to allow you to help them. Cause my dad always says this too. We're your parents. We should be helping you. You're our kids. You shouldn't be helping us. Yeah, that's and I think fashion. that's bullshit. It's old fashioned. And my mom still two years in almost two years living with us still has that 
burden tenant. It's just old fashioned. But the, the the way you have to look at it, you know, my mom's 67, 66. I mean, they've had 30 years of, of I always call the, I always say brainwashing because in your brainwashed in a way of just used to your ways. That's what I mean. I don't mean like it's bad. I think I said this in other episodes. It's just she has a used a way of living, and when they you offset or change it, it's just not gonna work. So it takes a lot of time. My mom is coming out of like comfortabilities a little bit and changing her ways, but you have to, as Brian said, like you have to. If you have a parent or a family member that's like you can see in ten years, like this might happen, you have to start addressing it now. You and have if, to. And and the first conversation. To the hundredth conversation might not click, but it will eventually click because it's just becoming normal protocol to have the conversation with someone and just start talking about it. just have a conversation. That's all you want to do. You know, just ease your way into it. And it's a lot, you know, a lot of people take the easy route out, just shovel it on the rug, or you know, I always just say like throw it into the pot, but eventually it's gonna boil over and fucking explode on you. And you gotta address the shit now. Well, and and I with like for for instance, my father, it's it's he won't have the conversation, but I know at least I'm planting the seed, and so is my sister. So I think I think if you're in this situation as well and you have other siblings, you all need to get on the yeah. same page yeah. and you need to be uh, uh, you need to be resonating the same exact information and concerns. Because mm-hmm. if if you have more, if it's just you saying it and no one else is saying it, they're they're gonna think that it's just you. But if you have more people, it's like the it's like the power of peer pressure, right? If you have more people that are saying the exact same thing, like no dad or, or no mom this is what we need you to do. And then the, then the next sibling is like, no dad, no mom. This is what we need you to do. If you're all saying it, it's going to eventually sink in that it's probably for the betterment of them. Well, it's like, it depends how bad it is too. It's like an intervention in ways. I mean, like, right. you know, my dad passed with three years ago cause he just let himself go and drink, but we all tried whatever it may be and didn't see it kind of coming. But I mean, there's, I have uh, my brother-in-law is a prime example. They just flew home to Minnesota. His mom is like, you know, they're worried about like drinking and like not taking care of ourselves and like, what do we do? And, you know, and I mean, if it ever comes time to it or you're, you're, you know, forced to like, nothing's working, then, then you just be brutally honest. Like, well, then do you have enough money to put yourself in a home when we're not here to help you? Cause if you don't, then wake the fuck up. Well, and that's, that, to, that's the next point that I wanted to make. If my father couldn't have afforded, uh, what he was able to afford for my mother, the situation that she would have been put in. I can't even imagine because mm-hmm. so she she fell and she had to go to a like a nursing home right uh, because she couldn't stay in the hospital. Man, why couldn't she stay uh, in the hospital? Because the hospitals won't let you just stay there. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's a certain point where the hospitals just release you. Like you're good because you're healthy to go. enough to go and it costs them money. Right, mm-hmm. it costs them money and and you need to go and then they have these like quote unquote nursing homes. Mm-hmm. She was in a nursing home for. Man, I want to say, I don't know how long it was. It might have been 20, 30 days. Did your insurance That was cover the it? most Im- uh, depressing uh, environment that I could have ever. And it was a nice one. It was nice. But these nursing homes, these like, not, not like the retirement homes. There's a difference between a retirement home and a nursing home. You know, it's like you go there to die. That's what the feeling is. Yeah. That's oh, my God, yeah. dude. Being in that. Do you ever? Do you remember? You remember? Have you ever seen Happy Gilmore? Yeah. Okay. You remember yeah, the yeah, part yeah. where Stiller? Happy Gilmore is? Uh, 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 no, no. Billy Ma- or Adam Sandler yeah. is driving in. Yeah, is driving into the uh, the nursing home area or the uh, I forget what they call it, Green Acres mm-hmm. uh, retirement community, and the lady hops onto the hood of his car and she's like, Mister, Mister, get me out of here. 
and he like shakes the bottle of fries on her. He's like, just leave us alone, lady. Like that is the way I felt oh, being yeah. in my mom's nursing home. Like, holy shit, I can't leave her here. Yeah. And there, there, every the majority of people that were in there, and I went, and she lived far away, so I went a lot. Uh, I never saw other family members like visiting them. You know what I mean? Like it was very, I didn't see very many visitors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people, I couldn't imagine you, living like that. this day and age. You need a lot of money packed away to, you know, I think live healthy after the fact when you can't take care of yourself. But luckily, I mean, things if you are want cha- to live independently. Things are changing though, too, in California, like, you know, in the tiny home, the addition to your home, they're, they're uh, uh, allowing a lot, like, I don't know if it's credits or something, but like, if you want to build a granny flat, they're, they're accepting that. And like, giving you some kind of benefit if on your property you want to build a granny flat in California because of this. I mean, it's going to be a huge epidemic for the next generation. Like if something doesn't change, I mean like you can't, it's very difficult to live off your social security. Um, well, I think so. This is, this is what I, I, where I think when I called you the subject matter expert earlier, this is where your uh, input comes in because we're still having a hard time with my father and trying to convince him. Well, do you think you will be able to get your dad to move out? I've never met him, but I would say I, no. No, I think it depends on how long he lives. This is what I don't want to happen. I don't want him to get to a situation where moving him is going to be like a pain in the so ass. So what are his options right now? His options are either live in Mesquite and, and stay there or spend half the year with my sister and half the year with me or full time with one or the other. Now, that doesn't mean he has to live with us. Can he drive? Oh, yeah. Oh, he just did a 6,000-mile tour around the United States would Molly, last summer. Would Molly be cool with him living yeah. half the year? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that, lo- that's another big he part. He loves Molly. Molly's, Molly's his favorite kid. That's another big part, too, because I'm very lucky my wife is okay with my right. mom living you know, with us and loves it you know, I think more than anything. Molly lived through my mom with me, mm-hmm. and she saw what that experience was and like. And she doesn't want that to happen again. Yeah, and now mm-hmm. uh, we're even telling Dave and Goldie, we're like, we want you guys to move out. And, and Goldie last night in the car, she was like, you know, Dave, it wouldn't be a bad idea if we got a condo out here, you know? And, and so we're starting because we saw with my mom, we didn't do that. Now we're doing it with my dad. And now that they're younger than my dad, we're starting to do that with them as well. Well, could you flip it? Like, I mean, I know they live in a, Dave and Goldie live in a decent sized place, right? Yeah, they have a nice house. I mean, you got to think outside the box in this day. So if you live in California, because it's so expensive, but it's like, if you have a property, how much does it cost to build a tiny home first? How much does it cost to put a different addition or you have a huge garage, make that into a livable space? I mean, you have to start thinking that way again for the 10 year out. Um, and you have to start thinking about it. Right. It's very easy not to. And just like when his shit hit the fan, then, then, oh yeah, now we're forced into it. But then the stress bubble just bursts and then it's just not enough to, you can't handle it. So how did you get your mom? What was the, what do you feel like it was that finally convinced your mom to make what I would call an adult decision because that's basically what's what it boils down to. Like with my dad, he's not, he's not being an adult about it. He's being, uh, like a a little child, right? He's just, he's just being, he is, it's like you, uh, you get it. Mm -hmm. You're just being defiant. Well, like we said, it's like with Aria, Aria gets it. She's just being defiant. It's just a seesaw. Like we said earlier, it's like you start on the bottom as a kid on the seesaw. And then as it goes up, you become the adult. And now your parent is your child. In so many ways, whether it be them just acting like a child, but also 
the world is a lot different with technology from when our parents grew up. I mean, the stuff that I'm educating my mom on on doing and utilizing, and they're so used to their ways, they're brainwashed, and like, no, wake up. It's a lot easier. Just learn how to do this, and your life will be better. Right. Um, but how did I get my mom out here? It was a lot of conversations that everyone I had, I didn't on purpose, but I knew that it would better her life. Like, well, it'd be a lot different if you just lived out here. You know? Do you, do you think that, Sorry to interrupt, yeah. but do you think that getting your uh, brother and sister out here has made it? Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, okay. For sure. I mean, it's the same thing with my brother and sister. I knocked off, you know, maybe or added already 10, 20 years on my brother and sister's life by getting them out here at a young age to seeing how, you know, just living in a different climate can change your world. So it's just always I knew forecasting how much better my mom's life would be being in California, mainly be by all of her kids that would be a huge benefit. I mean, yeah, she left friends, but it's like, you have to rehack your brain. Like, okay, what are you losing when you move away from home for my mom? Like her best friends are there. Okay. Well, you know, your one best friend has, you know, money. She can fly out here whenever she wants. The other one, you know, is going to retire soon. You got to start planning your life differently and re looking at it differently, but why not do it in a amazing climate and an amazing by your kids. And also money comes into play. Money comes into play big time. You know, living in a house, Minnesota to California, it's a different uh, price structure of what homes cost and what your mortgage is going to be. So I knew numbers. And even years ago, I'm like, you know, if you retired right now, what would you have? So I like kind of knew that. And like, it'd be not, it'd be difficult, you know, ish, if you lived on your own, you know, and so that was a that was kind of a little factor because I knew, as you're saying right now, in five years it could happen where it's like I don't know what the fuck to do, and the la- the next three years are going to be miserable. It's just going to be never ending, you know this and that, and that's what it was with, with with my dad before he passed. It was just like one day it's like oh my god he gets it it's great, and then it's like next day it's like oh he's in the hospital again, you know it's just like you just have to forecast. If you envision something happening in five years, it's going to, you're going to happen. So what was the, when, what was it? Do you remember the day when your mom was like, okay, I'm moving out here? Yeah. I mean, it was, it was multiple days of conversations throughout like six months to a year of like, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Cool. And then I'm just waiting for the, the, the trigger. Like we're putting the house in the market because it was more like, yeah, I don't know. The house will sell like this. I'm like, stop. To stop your 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 thoughts are going in the wrong direction. What ifs? Do what you ifs? what ifs? Do you want to sell the house and move to California? Yes. Then stop thinking about everything else, and I'm going to help you and make this happen. And it did. And then once I mean, once the house is on the market, that's kind of like so. That was the moment that when the house went on the market. It's happening. And thankfully, you know, she was going to do it a year before. She would have lost a lot. She would have got a lot less money for the house. So that was a blessing, you know, in the in the skies. But. Yeah, once she put the house on the market, sold it, and you know, like, and then you know, with her not much stuff in the house, she literally drove her car out here with her best friend and mailed a pallet of. Do, bins. do you remember the day when she told you, like, I'm on my way? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I knew it was going to happen, and you know, once once the house is on the market, it it was real. Right. It was. It's happening. Rather than like, yeah, I think you know, I'm going to have someone come by the house and look at it. Once the house is on the market, it was real. It was almost like you guys were like, okay, we got to prep, prep yeah. for mom to get. But here. here's the thing: even when we lived in a two bedroom condo. I was cool with her moving out. Yeah. I would make it work because I knew the benefit for her lifelong, you know, in her life would be massive. I think that's... I will sacrifice that at my age because I'm able to, uh, healthy-wise, mental-wise, for her I to- love the way you're approaching this. The, the one piece of advice that I'm getting from you on this topic, um, and this is what I love about you, is that you approach things 
from a very non-selfish point of view and you're not looking at it from the lens of uh, how is you moving out here going to help me not have to deal with that in the future? It's how is you moving out here going to help you in the future? Yeah, I never here? thought like, oh my gosh, you know, we have a child. She's going to be a living babysitter. I never thought that. I knew it would happen. No, because- I mean, what, what I'm saying is that you're not approaching it as to thinking about it from the benefits for you of her moving in. You're thinking about it, the benefits for her moving mm-hmm. in. And I love that mindset because... I'll be honest with you. For me, I look at it from a different lens. I look at it like if you don't move out here, I'm going to have to be traveling back and forth to take care of you and take care of well, situations when when shit's going wrong. But the way you approached it with your mom was, mom, if you move out here, this is how it's going to enhance your life. Mm-hmm. And that, in my opinion, is a brilliant way of approaching it with them. Well, you're at stage two. I was at stage one and I made it happen within stage one going to stage two, I think. But I I think that messaging is is impactful. No, no, I I agree. I mean, you just, if you sense something happening or like I said, if you think in five years your parent might be changing or it might be harder for them, you have to start thinking and putting things in play now. Like right now, whether it be just a conversation per time on the phone and every time you catch up, like, hey, mom, have you given any thought? I mean, like, hey, have you just researched what jobs are out here? Like you there's little things you can do. And as our parents get older, they have more time on their hands. Yeah. So they definitely are able to do things and that you uh, um, insight to them to like, hey, go check this out. And that's, that's other things, too. Like I told my mom all the time, like, check out what's out here. Are there, you know. Uh, things you can groups you can be a member of whatever it may be and who knows if it might happen but it's just you just got to throw it in the conversation all the time so i think the next area of of this so i was talking about my coworker that uh she's dealing with this with with her father but they all live locally so her her brother her sister they all live locally her father also lives locally but he lives independently and he's over 90 and he's getting to a point in his life where he's immobile can't walk anymore but he wants to die in his house. Like That's that like- is his thing. So in order for that to happen, he has to have someone there during the daytime, uh, during the evening, during the night, all, all, 24 hours a but day. But the main thing, the main thing this all comes down to, and you want to ask yourself if you have, a, as your parents get older, do they have money? Right. If they have money in place, whether it be they, you know, once they retire and they cash in their 401 or their Roth or whatever it may be, if they have, and you do the numbers, you know, like you, you know, uh, my parents are going to live, let's say 30 more years after they retire, let's say, do they have enough money to either live on their own and have self-care for 24 seven or go into a home and it costs $5,000 per month or move into with you. And it, yeah, if, if that's, that's part two, if they don't number one, then you have to start thinking about part two. You have to, but. It's so I and I get that point, but I think the problem is is that they don't think about it. So in his situation, he doesn't have. Well, I don't know his financial situation. Well, because but, it goes back to what you say. I'm the parent. I, I shouldn't have to be parented. But it, it it's the mindset people are brain brainwashed. With. So in his situation, he he doesn't have in from my understanding, and maybe this is not true, but the money for have twenty four seven. So every night, the brother and two sisters rotate. And one spends the night there one night. One spends the night there the other night. One spends the night. And then during the daytime when they all work, he has care. So how, like going back to like, how do you approach your dad? You have to like, 
keep you have to tell your dad this like dad do you know what's going to happen let me just tell you what's happening right now with a friend of mine okay you're not near there but i'm forward forecasting like let's be real you're going to get old you're gonna be uh immobile uh something's gonna have to happen here's what's happening with this person so we're gonna be staying here once you know once a night are you cool with that you know we we have to not put the you're not gonna die tomorrow but we have to start thinking about these things it's the same way as flipping it as you raised us as kids thinking about you know us growing up and, and, and getting on to that next monument of life, whatever it may be, it's the same thing. It's part of life. It sucks to talk about, but you have to do it. And I think, well, and I think my question is if you are, okay, let's say you're in my coworker's situation. There's the three siblings, there's the dad. Um, the most ideal thing would be for him to live with one of them, right? Because then they wouldn't have to spend time away from their families, spending nights at his house. Does, does that make sense? Yeah. So thinking about that, how do you get that mindset? How do you get, how do you paint that picture into their brains? And I think what you're saying is you've got to do it sooner than later. Yeah. I think it's too late. And if they I don't, think he's 90 years old. It's too late. Yeah. You should have done this 10 years ago. And that's why it's so important for everybody listening. If you have, or you're in this position, you have to do it now and be forceful. And if they don't listen and they like talking and catching up and visiting you, don't talk to them. Just brick wall them. Dad, mom, I'm not, I don't want to talk to you until you're ready to know what the future and start helping me. Because in, if you didn't like, you know, staying up with me when I was a newborn and not getting any sleep and my life is changing, it's stressful and it puts stress on a marriage that you had. Well, that's, what's going to happen. And I don't want it to happen. So please think about it. And when you call me next time, be open to talk about it. And if not, don't call me. And you want to see your granddaughter? No, you can't. Woo. Woo. But you have to put down the law. That if is, you that don't, is putting down the law, man. You find find. You got to make sure that your your partner's on page with that too, though. I mean, I have no problem with like uh, threatening if you need to get a point across. That's super important because if you don't, well, what happens? Your friend that you know, he's ninety. It's gone. No chance whatsoever. Have fun sleeping over every other day. I don't know if Molly would be on board with me doing that. That is an interesting... But here's the thing. I've never thought right, about doing right that. Right now, right now she's not, but when you're forced to do something and you have no other choice, that might be the only choice you have to get it a point across. Right. Why not just do it now? That'd be interesting. My dad is... Tell your dad, uh, you're like, Dad, you're going to die. You're going to die. How do you feel about that? Like, do you want to die alone and unhappy, or do you want to, like, start figuring out, like, how, to, how do we add 10 years to your life, Dad? You know, like... And guess what? You love casinos? There's a casino within driving distance. Uh, I told him that. And uh, there's and there's a daily bus that leaves the mall every single day. You can go, uh, you know. I just there's well, so and, many factors. And, and I think another point is is that you know you've got to get it a, a point across to like in my instance, like my family to my father, right? Like what's going to make it easier? I have a family to raise. Like I have, I, I work full time. Yep. My wife, my, my wife and I own a business. We have a child we're raising. You're just you're just doing put, you. Put it like, on him. Be like, do dad, you do you with us? Like, Dad, are you going to be happy that one day you're going to be the cause of me and Molly's divorce? Are you happy with that? <laughs> but it's being serious, right? It's a hundred percent serious. Just like you said, all the stress it, it, that you it's, have. It's a possibility. It's Molly could be like, I can't deal with this shit anymore. You know what I mean? It 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 will happen. Oh, we got a little, we got a little visitor. <laughs> we got babies running around everywhere. <laughs> but you, it, I have no problem 
pushing the envelope, saying whatever now, and being super passionate about it because I I've seen it uh, happen with friends with my dad that like it's not good. Yeah. So if you have any insight now, when your parents are soberer than they might be in ten years because they drink, uh, or or even they just have a clearer mindset, stubborn, a clearer mind, anything, do it now. Yeah. It's like it's like an epidemic. Do it it's, now. It is going. You are very lucky. You are you are a very lucky individual. If this is not something that you foresee or you are going through, like if you don't foresee this happening to you in your future or you're not going through it, you're you're lucky because it's it's hard. It, it is really really. You just got to be brutally honest. Whatever's gonna like wake them the fuck up. Like like dad, uh, you know, I I want you. I want you to live with us half the year and be alive and happy rather than in 10 years, me hoping you will die the next day right? internally, but never telling you that because it will make my life livable, right? Because you're that much of a burden because I can't function. My, my, uh, marriage is in jeopardy. I'm a horrible dad and it's going to be all because of you because you didn't listen to me 10 years prior. My job is helping you. Everything. I can't keep and, taking days and, off of work. And it will. And we're like, that won't happen with me, son. No way. Oh, really? Well, let's let's go back to my friend. What's happening right now? Let's let's pull up other people that it's happening to right now. And it's happening. It's 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 just it's it's it will happen. Yeah. You will get you will you will become more of a child. Absolutely. And I have one, and I can't have another. Yep. I love it. Yeah. Good info. Yeah. Good advice. <laughs> I, I, I think that uh, you really, you did a great job with your mom and kudos to you. And I will, I didn't know your mom prior to her living here, but when I come over, uh, she is happy. You can tell that she is full of life. She definitely wants to uh, contribute to the success of your family. And I feel like, I truly feel like she feels that she is contributing to the success of your family because she's immersed in your family. It's a win-win all around. Once you get that and it happens, I mean, yes, if you have the space for someone to live there, but if you have a two-bedroom and it's not that big then start, and it's not big enough for you, then start thinking about your next place you might get. Okay, well, maybe we'll get a different area, but we know it's going to have three bedrooms or, you know, it's going to have a bigger backyard that we might build some. I don't even know. I mean, it, it is expensive in California where we live, but you just have to start when you make your big decisions, think 10 years ahead. Well, and I think what's more important to uh, an individual than money, and I think it's time, right? I, I truly, in, in my own personal life, time is more important to me than money. And so if I have to spend a little bit more, more money to make sure that my time is used and utilized correctly, which means I'm not traveling to and back and to and back from Mesquite or wherever it, it is if in your life where your parents are, or I have to spend nights away from my family sleeping at my parents' house because they're being too stubborn to move into my house. Well, I think that time is more valuable than money. I right? mean, but what you're saying, time is money. It's the exact Absolutely. same thing. How you're describing it, it's the exact same thing. Well, you never get you never get time, time back. Your time having to fly is losing money that you're making to, you know, whatever it may be. But I mean, for me, bottom line is it it's going to happen to everybody in this world. And And if, if it doesn't, you are lucky. But you are lucky. It will. It's just the only way it doesn't happen is if your family your parent has enough money for them to just be self cared or put in with the a home somewhere because I mean, even in Minnesota, my good friend, you know, when his mom had to put their parent in a home, I'm like, how much is it? They're like 5000 a month. I'm like, are you kidding? 5000 a month, right? 
Yes, they might need more care as they get older, but $5,000 a month. Everybody listening, what is your rent per month and add $5,000 to it? Let's say it's $1,000. $6,000 a month, uh, you could be living in a million-dollar home. Yep. Million-dollar home. Yep. So how about you live in a $300,000 home? And the money that might have to be paid into a home, you take the thousand and you you hire someone to help later on in life to care four days out of the. I mean, like you have to start hacking it and think differently. Um, and it's it's crazy, man. <laughs> it's nuts. Yeah, it is. So if you are in that situation, um, start having those conversations. If you are not in that situation, start thinking about that situation because it's very possible that you will be in that situation. And especially if you have brothers and sisters, start talking to them Absolutely. about it first. And that's, I think that is the, in my opinion, that's the first place. You've got to be aligned with your siblings. You've got to be aligned with your family so that the message that's being conveyed is consistent across the board so that those individuals, they're not just hearing it from one person. Yep, agree. Awesome. Well, thanks everybody. Uh, we appreciate you listening to this episode of Two Dads on a Mic. We hope you got some Great takeaways from it. We know it's a little bit different from the uh, the dadding perspective, but just more of you know family perspective. And it's important for us to be hitting on all of these topics as well. We uh, appreciate you listening. We appreciate you following. Make sure you share us uh, on all of our platforms, uh, whether it's the podcast platform or our social media platforms. Remember the number two dads on a mic. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. My name is Brian Boyd, and I'm Zach Kidler, and we are out. Out.